Hey, thanks for joining us for the Life Church podcast. We hope you are encouraged, challenged, and most of all, we hope it brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Um, it's always sad when Jason's not here to play with us because he does so good. Thank you all sound team for all you're doing back there, helping with live stream as well. Matt and the rest of the crew, you guys are awesome. Hey, so uh, how many of y'all are tired of uh, all the crazy stuff we're hearing every day in the news? Amen. Yeah, I, I'm there. Uh, I'm not discouraged. I'm just tired of hearing about stuff, you know? Like, I just want to get to Christmas and just have fun with Christmas music, some hot chocolate, some food. I probably need to cut back on the food. Hey, but we've been talking about a lot of stuff lately that uh, the Lord's been leading us to different topics and through different things about how we're experiencing this chaos in 2020 how we should operate, how we should live, and, and um, this morning, what I want to talk to you about, what I believe the Lord has for us this morning is really kind of like um, how we need to respond uh, individually to the, uh, the enemy, to uh, the confusion, to the anger, the, the what's next going to happen. You know, we got another storm in the, in the Caribbean. Who cares? I'm over the storms, Right. But we're going to be in Galatians, I mean, I'm sorry, not Galatians, Ephesians chapter 6 today. And we're going to kind of walk through this slowly. And, uh, and I want you to leave today with an understanding of what you should have with you at all times. Because it's extremely important. Extremely important that you are prepared for the day when you wake up. You're not waiting for somebody to hold your hand through this. You are powerful, victorious people who have the Spirit of God in you, and you need to be prepared every day when you wake up. Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to start in verse 10. Paul says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I'm going to stop there just for a second and tell you what power is in this scripture. It's talking about the Greek word here for his kratos. It's, it's a, a dominion, it's strength, it's manifested power, it's, it's God's kingdom, it's, it's his authority, it's his majesty, it's his reigning authority that we're talking about here. He's saying be strong in God's reigning authority, in God's kingdom power. Be strong in that. So here's how we do it. In verse 11, he says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Let's stop there for a second. When I was, read this, I, I was reminded of David when he went out to go kill uh, Goliath. And King Saul tries to give him his armor. It doesn't fit, right? Uh, the reason it didn't fit because it wasn't for him. He already had armor on him, and that was God's power, his presence, his armor, and that was enough for David. He went out and defeated Goliath. So uh, sometimes we can get confused about what we need. Listen, God's given you everything you need. I want you to hear that today before you, before you leave here today. God gives you everything you need to defeat the strategies of the devil Here's another thing, too. The devil isn't randomly striking his enemy. It says, stand firm against all strategies of the devil. If you don't have a game plan and battle plan for your life, you're not going to win. Because the devil has one. The devil has one. He's, he knows, and his little minions, now he's not everywhere, he's not omnipresent, but he's got a whole army of demons. Check this out. If you don't have a battle plan for your life, if you don't have a strategy for how you're going to defeat Satan when he comes to you or when his uh, demons come to you, and they, they are real, you're going to lose every time because he knows how to win. And here's the deal about the, about the devil. He's not the smartest thing in the world, but he's a great people watcher. He can't read your thoughts, but he can sure plant things in there. 
He knows what your weaknesses are because he watches you day after day try to do it on your own. He watches you minute after minute try to be the best version of you without letting God do anything in your life and transform your heart. With the appearance, you have the appearance of looking mature spiritually, but really there's no transformation. The devil knows that. So he'll take those things he knows are weaknesses of ours, and he strategizes on how to get you to fall into temptation. And it looks sweet and enticing. And we should all know, right? Because all of us fall into those stupid temptations all the time. We forget. We let our guard down. We're not prepared. It's like a football player walking out in the field, getting ready to go out and and run the ball with no pads on, no helmet. That's just stupid, okay? It's not going to work out good for that dude. Same thing with this. The devil has strategies, and we can't walk through life as if though we're not in a spiritual battle every single day. Every single day we're in a battle. We cannot pretend like we're not. So he goes on in verse 12. He says, here's who we're fighting against. He says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. If you're going to win a battle, if you're going to win a game, you have to know who your opponent is because the devil knows who you are. He studies you. So you have to know who your enemy is in order to defeat that enemy. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're not studying their opponent very well right now, okay? They're getting out coached and out played. Lord Jesus, help them. Come on. If you don't know who your opponent is, how can you win? How can you? You can't. You can't. You might get a little jab here and there and, you know, get something in here. But you're going to lose the battle because you're not prepared because you don't know who you're fighting against. You think it's the person holding up the Black Lives Matter sign or the person that says that walks into Walmart with a MAGA hat on. You think that's your enemy. That's not your enemy. The enemy is the one who is of the unseen world. That's who we're fighting, not flesh and blood people. But we can get so confused with that. Well, this person hurt me, so they're my enemy. No, they're not. No, they're not. They may be being influenced by somebody they don't even know about. Of the unseen world. So a few chapters back in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul talks about this. He says in verse 9, he says, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. He says in verse 10, uh, uh, yeah, verse 10, uh, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church, to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all of the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Y'all may not know this. Y'all should, but I'm going to tell you anyway. You're part of an army. It was the purpose all along. The church would be the one using the wisdom of God, the power of God, the authority of God to push back those unseen rulers, the, the, the kingdom of darkness. It's not, they're not going to just give up on their own. Read Revelation. He's in it to win it, but he's not going to, but he's in it to win it. But guess what? There are people who are going to fall victim to his schemes and his, his traps, his lies, his deceptions, because they don't know who they're fighting against, and they're not operating in godly wisdom. The church was designed to be a conduit of God's wisdom and his power and authority, not just to see healing and not to see forgiveness of sins, but also to push back the kingdom of darkness. We can get mad at so many people. We, we get confused of uh, who our enemy is. Especially now when there's so much division in our country and around the world. But I'm going to say it again and again and again. We're not fighting against people, y'all. Now, some people elect to be stupid, and we, we just got to pray for them, okay? But we, can't, we cannot forget who the enemy is. 
It's not flesh and blood. It's not the, the neighbor next door who's getting on your nerves. It's not the spouse who, who has hurt you. It's not the boss who, who treats you horrible at work. We're talking about the devil and his little army of people who are already defeated and they know it, but they're going to try to get as many people as they can to believe the lie that God's not real, God's not who he says he is, God's not going to deliver on his promises, and all it takes is a little bit of doubt. It don't take much for a human to have a little bit of doubt and they run with it. Or they fall, I, I, I don't know if I can do this right now. All it takes is one little seed of doubt. And now you're not making decisions, you're not being proactive, you're not being victorious, you're not holding your head up high because now you're confused and you're wondering, well, there's, there's solutions to this. So in verse 13 he says, Therefore, to f- defeat the enemy of darkness, to push back the rulers of the unseen world, to be walking in godly wisdom, to be able to stand strong in the Lord and his mighty power, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be strong, standing firm. You're going to win. you gotta, you got to protect yourself. If you're going to be victorious, you have to put on, it said, every piece, every piece. Resist the enemy here. The Greek word is uh, ant, uh, antihistamine, not antihistamine, which is where we get that word from. What does antihistamine? It blocks histamines, right? So what this word is saying is that as we stand up to resist the enemy, we're actually blocking the enemy. It's the same word. It's where we get it from, the Greek word. Same thing. That our willingness to stand firm in the power and the presence and the, of God helps us to block out the enemy. You're seeing the enemy in your life. You're probably missing your helmet, your, your breastplate. Something's missing in your life. You're not fully clothed in God's armor. And you're wondering why you're fighting and losing this battle. He's saying if we're going to win... We have to put on every piece of God's armor so we can resist, so we can be an antihistamine against the devil. You know what I'm saying? Amen. A little Bo Evans for you. The Greek word defined is it's meaning standing face-to-face with your ad- adversary. Think about that for a second. It means standing face-to-face with the devil and saying, not today, Satan. Not today. You got me yesterday, but you're not getting me today. That's what he's talking about. That's what the word means. That's what it means to block out that. So in verse 14, he goes on to describe what this armor looks like. Here we go. It says, stand your ground. Stand your, don't hide and wait. For, oh, come, Lord Jesus. Come now. Come quickly. No, he ain't saying that. He's saying, stand your ground by putting on the belt of truth and the body armor or the breastplate of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Clothe yourself in the power and the presence of God is what he's saying here. Breaking this down, when I look at this, I think about the belt. For me, the belt of truth is when I put on a belt, it's got to hold my pants up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's never a good day when you're trying to do something and you're having to constantly put, you know, adjust. Today, these things ain't falling off today. I put these things in the closet for, you know, my skinny days. But the belt of truth, what is truth? Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, right? So we're literally putting Jesus on us as our belt to hold it all together, to, to hold us our armor together, the truth of, of who God is. It's manifested in his son, Jesus Christ. So put on Jesus as your belt, the belt of truth. He goes on to talk about the, the body armor, the breastplate of righteousness, 
I, I have a, we, we're working for a client that, that has this armor set from the 1300s, and it, the chain mail weighs 90 pounds. It's a, it's a heavy, heavy deal. And I can't imagine a skinny guy being a knight back in those days. It just ain't going to happen, all right? You got to put all, that's just the chain mail. That ain't including the helm and everything else and the sword and the shield and the horse. Ain't happening. But I looked at that thing, and I'm hitting it, and I'm, you know, I'm touching it, not hitting it, but I'm touching it and feeling it everything else, and I realized how strong it is. Even this many years since it was made, I'm like, wow, such protection. And I look at this, and it says the breastplate of righteousness, the, the armor of righteousness, protects your heart. When you live right, your heart guards your heart. Be righteous in your living. It protects your heart. Lord knows our hearts get broken enough by, by people and, and situations. We need as much protection as we can get. So we put on that breastplate to protect our hearts. The shoes of peace. It says that it comes from the good news. The good news is a peaceful message. It lets you be prepared. It also points people back to Jesus. I'm not sure how many people are one to the kingdom of God by being aggressive. Now, there are relationships that you have in the kingdom of God where you're like, hey, wake up, man. This isn't good for your life. What are you doing? Why are you being a knucklehead? That's different. Then going up to somebody that's not in the family of God and saying, hey, wake up. Why are you being a knucklehead? What are you, stupid or something? Where's Jesus in your life, man? You're going to hell. It ain't going to work, y'all. It ain't going to work. Peace, kindness, gentleness. The word says God's kindness led us to repentance. So our kindness, our peace, our gentleness should be leading people to others, uh, others, uh, other people to Jesus as well. Uh, he talks about the shield of faith. You're taking on the, the fiery arrows. You know, if... if uh, in my mind, I'm thinking about battle, and I'm thinking about if I'm running and going after the enemy, and I'm taking darts, but it's not hurting me. It's not affecting me. Guess, you know what that does? It encourages me. It makes me keep going further and further. Like, hell, yeah, I took one, but I'm still going. That, that shield of faith builds you up. It encourages you. It gives you the, the perseverance you need, the courage you need to keep going. Yeah, you might get thrown on the ground for a second, but get back up because you got your shield. You got your shield. Keep going. Keep running. Keep going. The helmet of salvation is put salvation on as a helmet. I love that. Because what salvation does is it begins that transformation process of changing our mindset. It changes our mindsets. Right now I've got a hair helmet, but this even won't protect me from the enemy's traps. You know what I'm saying? He'll jack with your mind real quick. But that helmet of salvation protects your, your thoughts. It, it helps you see what God sees. It lets you walk in victory. Think about that. If you don't think that you're victorious, you're not going to walk like you're victorious. You're not going to act victorious. Y'all seen guys strut their stuff in the end zone when they score a touchdown. They know they're winning. And they they're, they're celebrate that. That's a spiritual discipline. We don't practice enough as celebration in the church. Celebrate. Be victorious because your mindset realizes that, hey, I'm seeing what God sees. I've already won because I got Jesus. I've already won. And lastly, he talks about the sword of the Spirit. The Word of God is your offensive weapon. I want you to know something, too, that none of this is, is about, about defense, although we're taking some things. We suit up, and we're on the offense, guys. We're not running from the enemy trying to protect ourselves. We're going towards him protecting ourselves. We're pushing him back. He's not pushing us back. And we need to understand that and walk in that. Uh, so in verse 18, he starts to close out with this. He's saying, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Pray in the Spirit 
at all times on every occasion. The churchy word for this is intercession prayer. Praying for people all the time, praying, praying, praying in the Spirit. What does that mean? Praying in the Spirit is any prayer that's directed, that's energized, that is sustained by the Holy Spirit. That's praying in the Spirit. I wrote down some characteristics. This is just not exhaustive, but praying in the Spirit is praying according to God's will. It's, it's glorifying God through Jesus. Uh, it's based on God's character, His ways, His word. It comes from a clean heart. It's hard to have a clean heart when we don't have anything protecting that heart. Um, it's, asked, it's, it's prayed in faith and it's asked in Jesus' name. One of the things that you need to understand walking away from this about the armor of God is that not only do we put on the armor of God, but we're in a battle that requires prayer. Before we go out, when we come back, we're always in prayer. We're always in prayer for people. James tells us that the prayers of righteousness, the prayers of righteous people are powerful and effective. Well, we're already righteous, right? Because I'm assuming we're all wearing our breastplate of righteousness. So our prayers are powerful and effective. What does that mean? It means prayer can change things. Prayer can change things. If nothing else, prayer can remind you of that mindset you're supposed to have of seeing what God sees and not what you see because you're flawed. You're imperfect. You're at this level. God's way up here. And he's seeing the big picture. You're only seeing a small part of it. So if we don't talk to God, we can't get his perspective and understanding. And we can get real lost in the situation. There's a lot of people who have mastered the art of looking spiritually mature, but they lose battles every single day. Because they're not arming themselves with the armor of God. They have no prayer life. And they're just pretending. They're the ones that fall away. They're like the little sheep that starts looking for greener grass, leaving the flock behind, and guess who the wolf gets first? And little Bo Peep's upset, you know what I'm saying, because the sheep's gone. I'm just kidding. But it's true. We don't arm ourselves, we get devoured. We don't arm ourselves, our hearts get broken, our minds get tainted. We start living a toxic life and we look spiritual because we know the words to say. But we're not really who we say we are because we're not really armed with the armor of God. He says, pray at all times. Never stop praying. Stay alert and be persistent. Stay alert. My nephew is in the army, and uh, he was wanting to go in to be a police officer, but then he got changed to, I think, Calvary uh, Reconnaissance. So he's always going to be on alert when he's out there looking and seeing what's going on. Head on a swivel, you know? What's happening here? Where are we going here? What's going on here? Always alert. That's, when, I, when I see stay alert, that's what I picture. An army guy just always on the lookout. What's the enemy doing? Where's he going? What's his next move? Oh, look, I see what he's doing. Yep. I see the same pattern of the devil in my life. I know what he's about to do. I've seen it a thousand times, and I'm not going to let it affect my life today. It's being aware, being being persistent in our prayer life, being armed. I'm not worried about this. I'm not going to look at porn today. But you know why? Because I defeated porn a long time ago with Jesus. You're not going to tempt me with that. Hey, I'm not going to yell and scream at my employees because you know why? I, I've already found peace in my heart a long time ago. Satan, you're not going to let me fall in that trap today. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm already victorious. He said at the very end, verse 19 and 20, he says, And pray for me too. 
Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. And I'm in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. We don't know hardship until you've been shipwrecked and imprisoned just because, you know, and beaten just because of what you say you believe in. You don't know hardships. Come on. He says, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Because even Paul knows the temptation is there for him in prison to just stop, just give up. It's too hard. It's too hard living for Jesus. He's saying, no, keep praying for me too because I'm not immune to the attacks of the devil to tell me that I should stop and give up. I'm in chains writing this and, and having people write these letters for you. Don't give up praying for me, but he says, I'm an ambassador. I'm God's ambassador. Translated, that means to be the elder, to carry reigning authority. Ambassadors, we know this, we said this before, wherever they go, they carry the land's laws with them. Paul's saying, I am carrying heaven's reigning authority with me wherever I go. Whether I'm walking or I'm in chains, I'm carrying that authority with me because I am God's ambassador. And you can't be an ambassador if you're not spiritually mature. Because the first time someone's saying, hey, do you believe in God or not? And if you say you do, then you're breaking the law and I'm putting you in jail. Do we, do we say, oh, no, 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 I'm good. We say, you know what, here I am. I'm God's ambassador. We can't forget that we're on offense and not defense. Here's what I want to challenge you with this week. I want you to look at your life and realize and let God help you realize areas of weakness where you find yourself fighting the same battles every single day and losing. And I want you to ask God to help you understand what part of the armor you're missing. What piece are you not putting on daily? Let him convict you and help you change and repent and be transformed. It says in, go back to chapter 3, it says God's purpose and all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. You've been commissioned to not only go and make disciples, but to walk in godly wisdom, to walk in godly power, to push back the kingdom of darkness in your life. Don't fall trapped to the same, same things the devil does day in and day out to, to trip you up. Don't fall trapped to that anymore. Stand firm. Stand firm, resist the devil. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to close out in prayer over you guys. And if you need extra prayer today, listen, we've got people that are ready to pray for you and love on you this morning. But Father, I come to you today, Lord, and I just say thank you, God, that you have given us the tools we need to be successful in our battle against the devil. We don't have to be blinded any longer to his schemes or his traps. God, we know exactly what's happening because the word tells us that wherever there's a, a temptation, you always provide a way out. You always give us heavenly perspective. So God, I pray and declare that every person in here is suited up and ready to go for your army to battle against the kingdom of darkness and push it back further and further and further. That the strongholds that are in Orange County are being broken up in the name of Jesus. We are strong, victorious people, and we're walking in your power, with your presence, with your word buried deep in our heart. 
and helping others find true life that's only found in Jesus Christ. I pray if there's someone in this room today that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray that God, they can say yes to him right now. They can say yes to him right now, Lord. We know and we believe that no one's too far gone to be saved. And I thank you for that salvation that we find in Jesus Christ. In him alone. Lord, I pray as we leave today, God, we leave encouraged, we leave challenged. God, and, and hopefully, God, we, we will take this word and we'll hide in our heart and we can be changed to look more like Jesus. Bless every family here, every family watching online. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. And I pray this today in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you want to stay in worship, Lauren's going to be playing up here for a little bit. If not, we love you guys. Go and sin no more. We'll see you next week.